growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week, we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award-winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello and welcome all those who believe in honesty, integrity, and the personal freedom to do whatever makes you happy. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com, and I am your host, Kyle Cushman. Not that long ago, Jeff Mazansky was living what is commonly called the living death. That's life in prison without the possibility of parole. Missouri's now infamous three-strike law is what allowed three non-violent marijuana-related offenses to put this man into a maximum security prison, presumably for the rest of his life, alongside rapists, murderers, and child molesters, many of whom were sentenced to serve less time than Jeff. Mazansky's three strikes included selling a small amount of weed to a family member, possession of less than three ounces in his home, and simply being there when a friend tried to buy a large amount of pot, roughly six pounds, from an undercover officer. And that's it. No guns, no sales to kids, no violence, no resistance. For treating cannabis like a farmer would treat tomato plants, he got life sentence without the possibility of parole. Shortly after Jeff's release, I interviewed his lawyer, Dan Vietz. It was Dan's efforts, as well as those of the ACLU and the Missouri drug reform group Show Me Cannabis, that convinced Governor Jay Nixon to commute Mazansky's sentence. This allowed him to win parole and resulted in that beautiful morning of September 1st, 2015, when Jeff finally walked out of that godforsaken place they call a prison and into the welcoming arms of family, friends, and supporters. After all that, some people would be bitter. Some would hide, and understandably so, but not Jeff. All I see on social media is picture after picture of this guy with the biggest grin I have ever seen, hugging family members, including some children I'm assuming he'd never seen or held before now. Along with the announcements of normal event appearances, meetings, and conferences, Jeff is wasting no time. Today, we are talking about living life after serving life. Jeff, I want to welcome you to The Grow Show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. Man, um, no, it's an honor to have you, and I just want to tell you that I am so happy for you. I'm so happy to be happy for you. It's just really a good feeling, and nothing compared to the way you feel, I'm sure. You got that right. Uh, after almost 22 years being locked down, uh, it's just like life starting all over for me, you know. That's Still great. got a young mind just to know the body. <laughs> That's great, man, and I hope you get to make the most out of every, every single day. I've noticed you've been very active in the cannabis community since your release, and you're not shying away from this issue at all. You continue to stand up for your values, speaking at normal meetings and using social media to connect with people. Now that you've had a chance to settle back into the outside world, what have you been up to? And are you now a lifelong activist instead of a lifelong prisoner? Yes, definitely an activist because I, I truly believe in the cause. You know, medical marijuana, at least, just think of all the benefits that mankind has from all of it. I've heard of people getting cured of cancer. I've heard of people that are treatments for cancer and not being able to eat and being smoking and turn around eating and gaining weight and the doctors can't figure out why. Well, it's simple. They're eating. They're keeping their immune system up so they have a better chance of fighting it. Let alone, how about these kids that are going through these epileptic things that where they drop out? Now, let I me ask that. you, obviously, when you were convicted, all of these wonderful benefits of marijuana really weren't widely known. While you were in prison, 
Did you become aware of these, the overwhelming benefits of marijuana, or was it not until you, you, you were released? Well, actually, I knew of some of the benefits before I ever got locked up. I knew how it would help pain. That's the main reason why I was using it. Whenever I was smoking, I never got sick. I went to work every day of my life. I didn't know about the epileptic side of it, but while I was watching news channels, I, I seen that uh, when I was locked up, and I seen the benefits that it had for not just there, but you're talking Alzheimer's and cancer and lacoma and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it, it's a wonderful plant if mankind learn how to use it properly. That, I mean, not taking it apart chemically, but using it naturally. Yes. And, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm all about. Absolutely. I mean, we're treating, we're treating people of all ages from uh, v- very, very young children to extremely old people in old age homes, proving their mobility, improving their overall health and well-being. It's quite amazing. In the 21 years that you spent in prison, how many times did you see a violent criminal come and go back again in some cases, all while you, a man who's never committed a violent offense in your life, sat in a cell? Didn't that just piss you off? You know, that that was really uh, heartbreaking because, you know, I love this country. I went in the military when I was 17 years old, served my time, got out honorably, started my family, worked, and then got locked in for marijuana. And like you say, here I am sitting in prison thinking, boy, you know, what, what's this world coming to when I'm watching child molesters coming in and out? And there's just too many in the count. I couldn't tell you how many between child molesters and burglaries and, and uh, things like that. The guys were coming in, getting out, coming back in for the same crime and getting back out again. In some cases, three or four times. Yeah, I can't tell you, man. I'm almost like choked up. I, uh, was it your family support that kept you sane in there? What was it that really helped you keep it together? Well, I did have family support. I talked to my family regularly. I tried to talk to them twice a week. That, that helped me out a lot. I stayed up on everything. I did uh, a lot of legal work. I also uh, went to a uh, program called the ITC. It's intensive therapy community. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about the drugs and, and about myself. It's more learning about yourself than anything else. And I was able to convey that to a lot of these young guys in there. So I figured as long as I was in there, I wasn't going to waste my time. I was going to talk to these young guys and try to get them straightened out, you know, because they didn't want to go down the same road I, I was stuck in. That was my way I was able to give back to society as far as trying to get them straightened out and back out where they stay out. And uh, we get quite a few of them out here, and I'm glad of it. Yeah, man, that's commendable. You know, in some cases, we get to choose our life, and sometimes our life chooses us. And here we are. I've pretty much devoted my life to the normalization and the decriminalization of cannabis. And here I am talking with you on that very subject. And glad to have you here. Were there an awfully high number of your fellow inmates who were also in for nonviolent drug-related offenses? There's quite a few people in Missouri in there for nonviolent Nonviolent offenses. A lot of them is drugs. You know, this is America. I think I think there's a better way. I uh, think about it. Taxpayers are paying fifty-seven dollars and seventeen cents a day to keep a nonviolent prisoner in there, and they're in there amongst violent prisoners. So sometimes, unfortunately, you have to get violent just to survive. Right. And how much of that goes over to them? You know, and you're teaching people to be violent that's not normally violent. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of problems come from in prison because you got the people that, that think they're strong, violent, that are trying to run somebody else's life. So you got all these nonviolent people in there, and they know 
what kind of case you're in there on. I don't care who you are. They, right. It's easy to find out what kind of case you're in there on. So they try to prey on you. In the 20-plus years you were incarcerated, you developed some very close friendships. How did those friends react to the news that you were going to be released, and do you keep in touch? I definitely keep in touch with them. They were ecstatic. Some of them were jumping down with joy more than I was. I was trying to keep my feet on the ground when I heard it. They were so happy. It's just, it just unbelievable. I'm fighting to try to get some of them out. I'd like to get them all out. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of good people that's in prison that need to come out. And I hate to say it, but there's even some violent, some that were supposedly violent that I read the cases in. I don't know how in the heck they ever got convicted. We need it's to ramp lies. up something. And it's called stupidity, in my words. Right. Stupidity and lies. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to talk about this some more, but it's time for a quick break. We're going to show some Grow Show love to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. We are talking with Jeff Mazansky, a man who was recently paroled from prison after more than 20 years in jail for marijuana offenses. Jeff, back in May, Governor Jay Dixon granted you clemency. Have you personally spoken with the governor, or do you have any plans to meet with him someday? I've not spoken with him, but I am going to be going up and talking to the Missouri General Assembly because, you know, they had a lot to do with it. Representative Dogan actually sponsored a bill and put out, and all, from what I understand, there was like about 130 different legislators that signed a petition for me, for me to get out, you know, saying... They thought I served more than enough time that I should be cut loose. So, you know, I really want to get up there and thank everybody. I wish uh, Governor Nixon would have done more than what he did, but, hey, I got to take what I get and be happy with it. It's going to be a great life from here on, man. I can feel it. 
Have all your civil rights been restored? Are you going to be allowed to vote in the upcoming elections? No, I'm not. In fact, I'm still on parole. That's another travesty that we have to fix. So many broken systems in this country that we have to fix. Will you smoke marijuana again? Do you have any plans to relocate to a state where recreational use is legal? You know, I'd love to smoke because I know what it does for you, and I know the benefits it does for you, and I would be the first one in line to to roll up a big old one and, and smoke it down. But I can't do that. As long as it's illegal by any state or by our state and by the federal government, I can't mess with it. I can't take no chances. That's 22 years is long enough. Of course. That's um, a completely sane answer. I wouldn't expect any other. But that's why we're here fighting, you know, to end the insanity so that people can use a substance that's actually good for them other than some of the other state-sponsored intoxicants, which we know kill people. Well, you know, you get your Oxycontins and your Vicodins and stuff like that that, that lead to hard drug use that are killing people. I'm talking about thousands of people every year. But yet the states that legalized some form of marijuana use, at least medically, if not medically and recreational use, the deaths have gone down like 1,700. Like 1,700 people, that's a lot of people's life been saved. And in some places, it's down 25 and 30% death rate from using them hard drugs. Somebody needs to open up their eyes and see these statistics because uh, it's saving lives. It's not hurting lives. And think about it. Back years ago, the Egyptians, when they got buried, their kings and stuff, what did they get buried with? One of the things they got buried with was marijuana. They knew what it was back then. You know, they just didn't bury you with anything back then, but marijuana was one of the things they did. So it was covenant back then. It should still be now. Well, you know, we are in somewhat of a time of civil and social change. You getting out of jail is certainly a wonderful thing. The rights for lesbian, gays, transgender people, all, all this uh, civil rights are really coming to the forefront today. You know, it's a big, beautiful world out there, my friend, and I'm wondering, what does the future hold for Jeff Mazansky? What are you looking forward to most? Well, you know, I'd love to sit down and just relax and be able to have things in my life that I've been missing for the last 20 years. But I'm basically on a mission right now, and my main goal, as long as I can afford to, as long as I can get there, is to speak out for legalization of marijuana because our country needs it. It's not something that ought to be. It's something that we need Look at Colorado. Their infrastructure is straightened out. Their school system's been straightened out. they got plenty of money. They made so much money on their taxes, they're actually sending money back to each individual in Colorado that claims taxes. And crime has and, actually gone down. Right. And how, how about, you know, all the myths? One of them saying that, oh, it will lead to teen drug use. Well, they're finding out it's just the opposite. Absolutely okay? it is. Drug use gone down. All right. The time I was incarcerated, I talked to thousands. I'm talking about thousands of men, and a lot of them were on hard drugs. And, and you know, the most common answer I got from them all was that they used marijuana to come down off of hard drugs to get away from them. That's right. A lot of them, and a lot of them started hard drugs because when they went to go get their marijuana, they couldn't get it at the time. But the guy that had marijuana had something else there. Said, well, we ain't got that. You, you want to try this? A lot of them would have never even tried it if they could have got the marijuana they were after in the first place. I feel exactly the same way. I think that marijuana or cannabis, I use the words interchangeably, doesn't matter to me, is all that I need as far as drug-wise, personally. It's always been my medicine, and it keeps me from desiring, wanting, or needing harder, more dangerous, mind-altering substances. Exactly cannabis. right. Cannabis exactly is right. for me. And, and uh, you know, it relaxes you. It, how about our uh, veterans? You know, a lot of these got their PTSD. 
and they're claiming now that cannabis is, is helping that. Why do we want to put them on mind-altering drugs, hard drugs from the chemical companies, when they could be smoking something that's natural or eating it and taking care of themselves? We got yeah. veterans that are killing themselves every day. Every yes, day. Absolutely. That's something we can straighten out. You know, I say very frequently that cannabis legalization isn't just about cannabis. It really is going to change the whole mindset of the world. Just once we stop putting all of these nonviolent people in jail, interrupting their lives, making them unproductive citizens rather than productive citizens, there's going to be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands more productive people on the street adding to our society. Nonviolent people, pleasant people. It's really, really important. Yes, it is. You know, I, I got a statistic here. It's a few years old. Let me see if I can date. This is from back in September 3rd, 2014. This is something that come from CNN. According to them, according to the American Civil Liberties Union, there are currently 3,278 people serving life sentence without parole for nonviolent crime. Holy shit. That's, in, that's including marijuana offenses. That's in the United States. And that's back in 2013. What do you think it is now? I'm really glad you brought that up because I, uh, I hadn't thought of that question, but that is really a disgustingly high number. Man. That's life without. That, that don't count 20 years and 30-year sentences they have. That's yeah, so, just life without. Well, we're going to, you know, this fight that you're on right now hopefully is not going to last too much longer. I think that uh, in the next couple of years, certainly, we're going to come around to a full realization that the drug war has done monumentous damage to our society and not helped us. And that's what I mean. It's not just about legalizing marijuana. It's about changing the whole drug law system and fixing our country, right? We definitely need to do that. And we need to, we need to fix not just, like you say, not just the marijuana, but I think we need to fix our whole criminal system as far as the sentencing. It needs to be something straightened out to where you get sentenced for your crime and not just because somebody's going up for re-election, they want to look good. Yeah, we got we, we got to get past this just say no generation and all that stuff. So, you know, hey, things are getting better. They're not getting worse. So we've got a long way to go, but I can happily say that things are getting better on this front. It's been a pleasure talking with you, man, and I really look forward to sitting down with you and having a drink, having a meal, and just I really just want to give you a big hug because you really uh, deserve some praise for uh, the word that you're putting out, man. So... We're running out of time, so we'll close with one last question. How did you sleep the night before your release? <laughs> Not very much. <laughs> <laughs> My cellie didn't sleep much neither. He's jumping up and down. He's watching the news. And he says, oh, there's trucks out there. There's this out there. And he, Every time I got relaxed, he jumped up and said something and got me all excited again. And, and I just kept thinking, boy, the other foot's going to drop. You know, I'm going to change your mind. Is something going to happen? Fortunately, it didn't. Wow. Well, that put I a didn't big get smile. much sleep, but we're sure happy. <laughs> that put a big smile on my face. Real quick, will you mention to the listeners what it is you're doing tonight? I'm going up to uh, Columbia, the MU campus, and um, we'll be speaking at uh, the normal chapter for the college, and we're going to be talking about legalization of marijuana and uh, the bad thing that they have against it right now that shouldn't be. And uh, we're going to try to get people involved. The main thing is trying to get people registered to vote and get out there and vote. That's and right. How about everybody that knows to talk to somebody else and let them know? That's right. It's been so long that our government's been telling lies that it's going to take a lot of education to strike them out. And we, the people, are going to have to do it. I'm tired of working for the government. It's time the government works for the people. 
That's Damn what the United straight. States has found out. Damn straight, Jeff. You're not going to run for political office, are you? Well, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I've had <some> people <laughs> ask me. <laughs> well, but, it's uh, great talking. I don't to even know if I could, but it'd be it'd be nice because I should be up there fighting for it. It's great talking to you. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. Can you tell us how best to reach out to you? Do you have any kind of a fundraising campaign or a website you'd like to mention? I've got a GoFundMe account. It's free Jeff. Help him survive. I've got. You can go to Show Me Cannabis account. They, I'm on there. I also understand we get hashtag for Jeff Mazanti. That'll lead you to just about all the stories and stuff. Beautiful. And I think there's another one now that says We Free Jeff Mazanti, and that's also on Facebook. So anything anybody can do to help, because as long as I can get around to speak, as long as I have the money where I can go and do what I need to do to get to get the word out, I'm going to be doing it. But, you know, unfortunately, it does take money. And uh, let me say something else. Show me cannabis and normal. They need your help as well because they're pushing for this bill to get passed. It takes money to do that. Money makes the world go round, unfortunately. And uh, it's simple. Either put a little bit of money out now and help people to do this or one of your family members or maybe even you get arrested for marijuana. Then you're going to put a lot of money out and maybe lose your freedom. Well, Jeff, you've been a wonderful guest, and you are a great spokesman for our culture. I want to thank you once again for being here with us. I hope we get to talk again really soon. Thanks for joining us on The Grow Show. Well, I'm glad to be here. Anytime you want to talk, just give me a ring, and I'll be glad to uh, come aboard. Thanks, Jeff. Well, we are out of time, and we have to take a quick break for our sponsors once again, and we'll be right back after this with Ask Kyle. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Carter Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. 
Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer, Dr. Dina shares never before heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's time for Ask Kyle. We have a lot of questions here from our listeners, so let's dig right in from Mr. or Ms. Roselle. I am still trying to decide between hydro and soil. Hydro I'm considering for quality and potency. I've read it's better. What is your take on making your own soil compost mixture? Would you suggest buying a pre-made medium? If so, which? Well, let me tell you, you that what you've read about hydroponic being higher quality and potency is complete and utter bunk. It's all salesmanship. How you grow your cannabis or how you grow your vegetables is not the determining factor on the final quality. Certainly, hydroponics was not invented to replace soil gardening or to better it. It was invented by an Israeli in the desert so that they could grow vegetables in the desert. Have you ever tasted a hydroponic tomato that tasted anything like one that came out of the soil? I haven't. So there's your answer on hydro and soil. As for making your own soil mixture, I used to do a lot of that. And nowadays, it's really just a lot easier to buy your own. I prefer a a neutral or near-neutral soil media that has little to no nutrient charge in it, and that way I can control everything that goes in and take full advantage of my Vega Matrix. I suggest ProMix. It's been around forever. It's one of the largest soil manufacturers on the planet, and they have a new formula called ProMix CC. It stands for Chunk Core. So it's primarily peat with a little bit of perlite and some marble-sized chunk core that works really well at keeping the soil from compacting, um, even over a long period of time of the cycle. That's what I really like, and that's what I'm using right now. Next question from Bong Hit Wonder via Twitter. How much weed do you smoke a day? Do you ever go without smoking? That is a good question. You know... I've changed over the years as I've gotten older. I definitely don't smoke nearly as much as I have more and more responsibility and more and more critical decision-making that I have to do. Go without smoking. I usually do once a year. Every once in a while, I'll just get a weird desire to just kind of cleanse out a little bit, and I'll just go three to five days without smoking. But frequently, I don't smoke in the afternoon. You know, I'll get my work done and I like to have something to look forward to in the evening. Unlike when I was a lot younger, I used to do the old wake and bake and I used to just stay high all day. I find now that I enjoy it a lot more when I actually choose the moments when I get high. So I'm not high 24-7. Or as my old editor of High Times Magazine used to say when I came in in the morning and said, hey, you want to go out and get high? Hey, Kyle, you know, I like to remain like the rest of the world for at least half the day. So I just thought that was funny back then, but now I follow his advice. From Corvette Girl, have you ever tried growing hydroponically before? Of course I've grown hydroponically. I've used every method under the sun at one point or another. Deep well, hydroponics, aeroponics, soil, rock wool, and hydroponics is really easier and cleaner and less work but I feel you learn less about the plant in the long run and definitely the flavor is not as good. 
as I mentioned earlier about the tomatoes. Okay, here's a good question from Will B via Facebook. What do you use to clean your hands and clothes? Everything is sticky. Well, yes, you get really sticky, especially during harvesting and manicuring. And I have a really good trick for getting your hands super clean. So what you want to do is you want to use uh, vegetable oil or olive oil and on your dry hands. Don't get any water on them. You want to get some oil in your hands and massage it into all of the sticky places really well. And once you feel that's starting to release some of the stick, then squirt some hand soap right onto that vegetable oil and then mix the soap in really good with the vegetable oil. And once you do that, rinse your hands with warm water and I'll tell you, smooth as a baby's bottom. And I think that we are at the end of this segment. So I want to tell you, if you would like to submit your own questions, just go to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash The Grow Show or tweet your questions to at Radio using hashtag The Grow Show. We are out of time now, and I would like to thank our guests once again and our producers for making this show possible. Make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, to find out where to follow me on social media and upcoming events that I'll be attending. Subscribe to my newsletter and a whole lot more. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.